0: Thanks for listening to Middle-Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy,
1: weird, random jokes. There you go. Welcome to the weekend. I'm Zeb. I'm Tork. And we're here with our pals, Cash and Joel. Hey, guys.
0: What's up? Thank you, Zeb, <laughs> Tork. You guys did awesome.
1: Tork, you did okay. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Ah, oh, Tork, you can't let him talk to you like that. <laughs> All
1: right, I Tork, talk Zab, to him however Zab, I want. Calm
0: down, bud. You, we can't get into their relationship. All right, guys. See you later.
1: So that, that was Zevin Twerk from Thanks, our, 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 our
0: TikTok. Our TikTok. I don't
1: TikTok. I send you the videos and you TikTok for me. Anyway, I
0: TikTok them up. I can't TikTok. And then I had to go ahead and make my own TikTok again. Yeah. So, because there was things I wanted to do that I was like, I just don't want to throw, throw it on ours. Yeah. So. But yeah, you can check out our You got to keep
1: them separated.
0: Yeah, you do. Just <laughs> like the offspring said. Like old Dexter Holland said. Yep. Uh, what is our. Uh, I don't know how the TikTok names work, so you can follow us uh, at, okay, it's at Middle Aged and Mediocre on TikTok. And that's the name of our podcast. That's also the name of the podcast. Uh, There's quite a few videos on there. Uh, Go check it out for all of Tork and Zeb's adventures.
1: Do any videos have over a thousand views? No. Damn
0: it. Uh, The one is pretty close, though. Uh, The one where Torque has a message for everyone is at 820. Oh, actually the one,
1: is that the one where the
0: cat's a disappointment? The one where, uh, what's this one? <laughs>
1: uh, this is how the podcast kids.
0: Oh, this is the one where I give you the Vader figure. It has over a thousand.
1: Ah, so everyone is, I'm a good boy. It has almost
0: 1500. Wow. Yeah. So
1: that's pretty good. That's I big, think that's big time for us. Yeah. Um, don't even talk to me now. Don't look at me. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> she told me that after we recorded. So, hey. My head won't fit through the door to leave.
0: Yeah, go follow us on, on TikTok, Middle uh-huh. Age Media. It's we're, fun. Uh, we're posting. We try to post every day or two. Yeah, uh, every week. A lot of a lot of twerk and zeb on there. With, yeah. Uh, you can get a kind of an idea. As your mom calls
1: them, our little friends. Our little
0: friends. Yeah. <laughs> I do tend to take Torque with, or uh, Zeb with me. Yeah. A lot of places, just in case.
1: <laughs> just in case? But you never I... know when a puppet fight might break out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need my backup. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, unfortunately for. Uh, I take Tork to
1: the bathroom with me, just make me wa- Make him watch what I do in there. He does
0: look terrified all the time. <laughs> he, oh, man. His eyes. His eyes will not blink. <laughs> yeah. They're just. Bah. Uh, now, in a fight, who do you think has the advantage? Because Tork has two eyes. Tork has two Zeb's eyes. Zeb's only got the one.
1: Yeah, but Zeb seems like he's Zeb's a bit more aggressive. Yeah, Torque's pretty laid back. Yeah, Torque's pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, I think Torque would just be like, "Hey, man, stop!" He yeah. would just keep doing that.
0: That's, you do a really good torque
1: impression. <laughs> I do. I know. I'm around them a lot.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I take some. That's what he says in the
1: bathroom. bathroom.
0: <laughs> But yeah, I just think every once in a while, you know, I may think of an idea for a video, but then, like, I don't really go a lot of places where I'm, like, directly going to work.
1: You need a holster on your pants.
0: Just, like, put Zeb down that holster. That would be awesome. That
1: would be awesome. Uh,
0: But unfortunately, I can't believe Zeb made it because he was unfortunately bitten by a snake.
1: Yeah, I saw
0: that. Uh, Trying to save the snake. Uh huh. Zeb was trying to do a good thing.
1: That's why you never do good things. That's why you never trust a snake. Last week, you said good do good things. Fucking Zeb tried. <laughs> see what happened. Bit by a snake. True. Twerk was pissed.
0: Yeah, Twerk was out for revenge. <laughs> he got so. a promo on that snake. But yeah, go check that out, guys. Yeah. Uh, or we'll just keep talking about it. Yeah. You'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> uh, but we're back. We got a few stories for you today. You need uh, to take a week off. I did want to... Before we really get into anything, uh-huh. I listened to our last episode. Yeah. Uh, and we got quite a few things wrong.
1: <laughs> right I off. just assume we get everything wrong. Like I think it'd be easier to be like, here are the two things we got right last it episode. It might be easier. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, in the first part of the episode last week, we talked a little bit more about the uh, stabbings in... Is Idaho. it really
1: Moscow-Russia? Is that the part we got wrong?
0: It's a, No, we are right about it being okay, in America. Okay, it is
1: Moscow-America. Yes,
0: it is Moscow-Idaho-America. Okay. Um, but whenever we talked about the... The uh, suspect in the stabbings, you said that he waived his non-expiration rights. Oh,
1: and, I did? Non-expiration? And I
0: said, uh, yeah, it, you mean his expedition rights. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're both wrong. Okay.
0: It's extradition. Oh, all right. So, but I said it very confidently. (laughs) Uh, And
1: I probably said it in a way like, this is dumb and it's not right, but I'm going to try to say it. And hopefully you can, like, decipher through my, like, idiotic, whatever. You you didn't
0: have the faith behind your words (laughs) that I did. But I said it as, like, I trust you and you I know what I'm talking about. And I was
1: probably like, that's it. Yep.
0: And then I also confidently said that they found him in the Pine Bluffs. Uh Pine Bluffs, that's not where those are. Uh, they found him in the Poconos. Oh, all right. So but I again I, all started just, with the P. I just <laughs> confidently stated like I knew what I was talking about.
1: There's like one person that listened and they're out there like regurgitating it word for word. And someone's like, I don't think that's right. And you're like, No, I heard about middle
0: aged and mediocre. Look, I've I've re- no, it's not so much that. It's just like I've read comment sections of of uh podcasts and things. Yeah. And I know how people are. Like, uh, these fucking idiots, yeah, like, you know, so I just want to... They're like, not wrong there. I just want to let everyone know, we know.
1: We know, yeah. <laughs> we know. We're
0: not trying, we're not fronting. <laughs> we know that we're idiots. We're not fronting. No, no, we will We're never. not perpetrating... <laughs> No, we're not.
1: I have not perpetrated once in my life. I don't even know how to. Yeah.
0: I have no idea.
1: You have to stop, drop, and then perpetrate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of that. That's three (laughs) steps. I'm out after one. Yeah. I will stop. I'll stop. (laughs) Yeah. You
1: stop. That's it. There's no more after you stop.
0: I can't stop and then do more things. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, If you want to recreate, you know, if you want to perpetrate, drop. And then stop. Then
1: stop. Okay, makes more you sense. You remixed to me. it. I <laughs> yeah. like
0: it. I like it. Uh, but uh, other than that, I think we did a pretty good job. <laughs> other than that, yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about because the rest of it was like directly from a source. Yeah. So we didn't have we didn't really have our. But we
1: mean you because I don't do. I just react. Yeah. I you mean, bring, you bring
0: all the goods. Well, you do sometimes. Sometimes,
1: and they're good goods. Yeah. Yeah. It so just doesn't happen very much.
0: But you did bring the goods <laughs> the other night. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At a comedy show. At Gators. At Gators. We talked about it. Uh Uh-huh. About it happening. It happened. And then it happened. It happened. Like,
1: we willed it into existence. And I opened up with the joke, it's Gators, but ironically, the ceiling's made out of crocodiles. And that didn't just end it. <laughs> I hope I kept going. Everybody just get up and walk <laughs> out. I got some groans, but I just wanted to let them know. I was like, I'm just setting you guys up. That's how... Way to introduce myself. Like, uh, you know, I'm a dad. I smoke a lot of weed, and I mm-hmm. never get laid. Like, I was like, that's... Those three things have to come together to come up with a joke like that. <laughs> so, you're welcome. You're uh,
0: but uh, from... From what I've heard, Uh it from like, me, you—it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it went really well. It did. Yeah, it I didn't did. read like the reviews. Yeah,
1: I, I thought I had a really good set. I had fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: But you were like pumped about it as a, like you. I think you texted me. Yeah, and you were like, just had a, like I just fucking killed.
1: Just send a picture of my
0: dick. Yeah, you were like, look at how hard this. No, <laughs> <is." laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but I did. I uh, for you know, in my mind, I thought I did pretty good. Well, but bye. everyone came up to me afterwards, they were like wanting to shake my, which is kind of weird, you know, because I'm not used to after comedy, normally people avoid eye contact with right, me. Right. But this time people, you know, the owner, Gator himself... <laughs> Hey, Want to be Gator. back for the next show? Gator and Joel, that's the next podcast coming out. Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> the Joel and Gator Show.
1: He's going to be on the Rooster Crow Radio. Rooster Crow starts. Radio.
0: That will be happening with, uh, soon.
1: our good friend Ronnie Crawdad.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to work with Ronnie Crawdad. <laughs> I'm excited to be producing. He's got, got a lot Ronnie. going on.
1: So we got. he's got a clear schedule. Yeah. Which is mostly just like uh, court hearings and such, but he'll
0: he'll get it straightened out. I mean, if there's one thing I know about Ronnie Crawdad, (laughs) it's Ronnie Crawdad lives. (laughs) He lives a full life. That's all I know. Daddy. But I am excited to be producing for Ronnie Crawdad. Uh Uh, We'll be getting that started soon. You're
1: going to be doing yours after this, right?
0: Later tonight, as we're uh, we're recording on a Saturday, I will be uh, recording the first episode of the Cosmic Whiskey Hour here later tonight.
1: And I'll be living that life. I got a little
0: wild turkey back there. I'm going to be drinking. Sipping on, telling some stories about wrestling. Good deal. Uh,
1: Some tunes. Playing some tunes. Yeah.
0: It'll be a Spotify exclusive. Same with the Ronnie Crowd ad show. Yep. They'll be both Spotify exclusives. So if you have Spotify, like if you have a a premium account or whatever, when you listen, you will hear the full songs. Yeah. If you don't have a Spotify premium account. What are you
1: doing with your life?
0: Seriously, I can, no. you, how can you stand those ads?
1: <laughs> My friend gave me his pre- let me on to his premium thing, so. But I if can, you I'm don't have kidding.
0: it, you can still listen to the show, but you only hear thirty seconds from the songs. Yeah. So I mean, which isn't uh, you know.
1: I don't know why songs are longer than thirty seconds. That's, I don't I know why anything is longer than thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> well, we'll move on from that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those will be coming your way soon. Uh, but I got some. I got a few stories from wrestling. Okay. I'm going to tell tonight. Uh, I got one request for a story about, uh, the events surrounding, uh, the bloodiest match I've ever been involved in at Remix Pro Wrestling.
1: Yeah. So that'll be a good time. I think one time you should talk about, like, your side of how we met, because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We worked at the theater, you said. Yeah, but I was wrong. Remember,
0: I figured out I was wrong. Oh, okay,
1: you were. Okay, I don't know that.
0: Oh, no, I, yeah, I told you that. All right. I thought you were this other. I'm
1: celebrating all over again. I thought you were
0: this other very tall guy. Oh, but, all right,
1: yeah. Uh, so we didn't work together, man. No, we never worked. together. Validation for me. Yeah, you were. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, I can't believe you forgot. I know. At the I time, thought I... you were
0: very like. <laughs> you were very excited about being right. <laughs> you regretted telling me. You're yeah, like no, fuck. Uh, I met you. Yeah, I mean, I met you through a mutual friend. Uh-huh. Uh, we came over to get something, and it wasn't what you think. Yeah. I think just
1: coming over to hang, listen to music and stuff. Maybe no, a CD or maybe a video he's a game getting something. Or, yeah,
0: I remember that was the first time I ever heard uh, RX Bandits. Yeah, and Pennywise. Yeah, so I turned your life around. You introduced me to both of those bands, <laughs> uh, and I don't remember how we ended up. I think just wrestling and
1: stuff, and I was like, "Hey, I kind of know you," and because I'm awkward.
0: Yeah, but and then, then like, somehow we started
1: doing comedy together. Yeah, the hmm. the, the, the the fate just brought us back yeah. together. Don't know how You're we welcome, look. world. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, well, that's a shitty story. Don't do that one on the on the whiskey cosmic <laughs> cosmic whiskey. Well, maybe hours. once I get some bourbon in me, I'll remember, okay, yeah. I'll remember more details. Because that seems to happen. That helps me. I need. Or well, the... you can use like the ten top times you were the most mad at me.
0: There's only one. Right? <laughs> okay. There's only the one. one. Okay. Yeah. There's only one time, and it
1: takes up for ten. <laughs> oh, I like been a lot Okay. Well, I guess when you don't like a joke, I just assume you're mad at me. No. <laughs> okay. No. I'm a good boy. <laughs> a good I established boy. at the comedy show Saturday. Uh, the, the host mom was front row and she had a shirt that says my favorite comedian calls me mom. So after that, I kept calling her mom after my set and like I kept going back to her. I was like, I'm a good boy. And she, There's a whole row of moms there that all agreed with me <laughs> that I was a good boy.
0: So you're, you're now, you have like seven new adoptions. In the <laughs> yeah. Congrats.
1: Can't confirm. Good boy.
0: No, I think I've actually fallen into a character when it comes to your jokes. Like, I can't help would be the uh, like sitcom like would you stop? Yeah. yeah, I fall into that character, so I just can't help it now. It's I like just, it. It refers to that.
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm used to it. Uh, but okay, so we're gonna tell a few stories. But I must be in your head a little bit. What with all my jokes and stuff? Because you told you said you had a dream about me. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to the dream. Uh, that you had about me, that I had about you, okay.
0: and <laughs> that may or may not. Uh, my play here is my plan. Uh, I got to figure out a way that we can become friends with Seth Rogen. Okay, that's step one.
1: That night, the comedy show, I, more than two people said they. I remind. They said that I remind them of Seth Rogen. I feel I like get that a lot.
0: I feel like the two of us uh-huh. would be like a part of his crew. Like, yeah, I think he
1: would love us. Yeah. I don't think he would want to see us every day, but like, <laughs> God, no. I don't see anybody every day. But from time to time, yeah, I think, I mean, we, he's not going to marry I me. I think we can hang out with Seth Rogen. Yeah, and like, have sure. a good time.
0: Uh, but I feel like if we could get Seth Rogen on board, like, I'll write the damn movie. Okay. And then I feel like if we could get it in front of him, this could be a movie. Uh, especially for like the twenty people that are fans of us, yeah, like, they would love it. Oh man, uh, that's
1: what you need for a movie about twenty people to see. Uh-huh. It. You only need twenty, <laughs> and
0: then it spreads like wildfire. That's what you know. This podcast, I'm just waiting for the wildfire yep. to start
1: any day now. Start spreading any day. Come on, we got to spread. We need money. We got to spread. Well, we got
0: three stories that are crime related. Top three of the week, uh, and then In our minds. I got a, uh, I got a, I got a fun news story from okay. Florida. Oh, good. And then we'll go over uh, the dream I had. All right. And so you're going
1: to make me wait. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's so going to be the old finale. Bit. You're like, I dreamed about you.
0: So first off, I want to talk about a man named Daniel Laplant. All right. Or Louisiana? LaPlante. Uh, No, no. Uh, Michigan. Minnesota. S- Massachusetts. Oh, fuck. I had the M. That's where he was born. <laughs> so we're going to start in 1986, though. All right. uh, a girl named Annie Andrews, she goes on a date with this dude. His name is Danny LaPlante. Is she okay? It may be uh, Annie. Yeah. Is she okay? Is she okay? Is she okay?
1: Annie, are you okay? <laughs>
0: uh, it may be LaPlante. I don't know. All right. Daniel LaPlante. Uh, he said he was a friend of a friend. Um, or he, she said that he was just a friend of a friend. So uh, they go on this date. They'd only talked on the phone before the date. Uh, He had described himself, however, as a tall, handsome athlete. Uh, When they two met for ice cream, though, he looked completely different. He was uh, disheveled. And after the date, she stopped answering his calls. Oh, Um, That's a pretty quick way to not have a second date is to lie about, like, what what you're going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so... I mean, unless like you can show up. Communication
1: is key. Maybe she, she should answer and be like, look, I'm not interested in you. Yeah, you lied. I mean, then, Unless yeah. you can show up looking better than you even sold yourself. Yeah. Like, that's a
0: good way to go. Yeah. That's why I
1: always tell people I'm like 600 pounds.
0: <laughs> and yeah. I show
1: up at like 270 and they're like, damn. That's the thing. You
0: want to undersell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Annie and her sister, Jessica, uh, they'd recently lost their mother to cancer. So they were, they were performing a seance in their basement to try to contact her spirit. They would maybe be able to use your uh, yeah. Funko Pop. Uh, plan- is that planchet? Planchet?
1: I don't know. It's the little little triangle thing yeah. from the from the Ouija board. The planchet.
0: Uh, so they suddenly started hearing knocking on the wall, and they thought, "Oh shit, that's a ghost." Yeah. In the next few weeks, uh, there was con- like continuous knocks on the wall. Furniture would be moved.
1: This motherfucker like living in the walls.
0: Messages would be written on the walls in what appeared to be blood. Oh. And then their father, Brian Andrews, uh, reportedly suddenly came face-to-face with old Daniel LaPlante, who was holding a hatchet and wearing uh, his the deceased wife's makeup. When police finally investigated I mean, how, they know that. how
1: they know he didn't bring his own makeup? He
0: might have brought his own. Yeah. Uh, When police finally investigated the home, they found that Danny had been living in the walls for weeks. Wow. He'd even cut holes in the wall to spy on Annie.
1: Man, I wish I was skinny enough to live in the walls. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) these are really big
0: walls. (laughs) Like, have you ever watched the episode of Bob's Burgers when he gets in the walls? Yeah. yeah, There's, like, so much room in there. There is, yeah. Uh, He would move things around when the family wasn't home, and then the, the messages in the wall, they weren't written in blood. They were written in ketchup. You would write things in ketchup. I think I would know. I could th- smell ketchup. I mean, the ketchup. yeah.
1: Like, looking at it, like, when you first walk in, you're like, gasp, is that blood? And then, like, within two seconds, yeah. you're know, oh, it's ketchup.
0: Yeah, I mean, once you start licking it, <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> once you start licking it?
1: <laughs> no. that, that's my first step for anything.
0: <laughs> I lick anything. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> let me lick this. I'm like, a, I'm like a cat or a dog. Like I I get a taste <laughs> of it. But, yeah, ketchup has a pretty distinct smell. Oh, It's yeah. kind of overwhelming sometimes.
1: Well, I did, it's like, it's clumpier than blood, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Look, this was the 80s. Okay, ketchup sure. Ketchup different. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot bloodier. They didn't have, like, the little squeeze holes. usually in a glass bottle with, like, just a uh-huh. big opening. And you and couldn't get it. And, like, Joey from Friends would hold the the bottle on the top of the building, and then he'd run down with the hot dog, and by the time he got to the bottom of the building, the ketchup would fall on his hot dog. <laughs> do you remember that commercial? <laughs> I do not. With Joey from Friends <laughs> I before do not. Friends? Uh-uh. Fuck, man. No, I do not.
0: I remember the pain in the ass of that
1: I'm not going to bring it up, then.
0: That bottle of ketchup was there. Yeah, yeah. We have to take a knife. Uh-huh. You have to like, stick the knife yeah. in the other guy to get it. Yeah. And then they came out
1: with that like, squeeze bottle, and you're like, life doesn't Changed get better. Life
0: doesn't world. get better than this. That was the last good invention <laughs> we ever had in this country. That's
1: where we stopped.
0: Uh, or this world. I don't know where it was invented. <laughs> uh, so, Daniel, Danny the plant, he was taken to a juvenile facility, but the following year, he was arrested for the murder of a different family. Oh. So... Daniel LaPlante. That was like his
1: dry run, his ketchup run. Kind
0: of. He was born in 1970 in Townsend, Mich- in Massachusetts. He uh, reportedly had suffered a, tra- a traumatic childhood. Uh, not much is known about the details of his upbringing, uh, but uh, he suffered supposedly, uh, allegedly sexual and psychological abuse at the hands of multiple adults in his life. His father was the individual who administered the majority of his punishment, allegedly torturing him physically, emotionally, and sexually on a regular basis. His troubled upbringing affected every aspect of his young life. He struggled with school, uh, both academically and socially. He was diagnosed with dyslexia from an early age. He had very few friends throughout his school life. Uh, Most of his classmates at North Middlesex High School referred to him as creepy or weird. In his teenage years, Early teenage years, he was referred by school officials to a psychiatrist due to his abnormal behavior and general reluctance towards his appearance, hygiene, and self-improvement. This particular incident could have been a turning point in young Daniel LaPlante's life, if not for the tragic circumstances which arose, like him being referred to by a a psychiatrist. It was here that he was diagnosed with uh, hyperactivity disorder, something which didn't mesh well with his already deteriorating mental state as a result of his troubled home and school life. His relationship with the psychiatrist eventually took a dark turn when the psychiatrist made sexual advances towards Daniel.
1: Jesus.
0: Then, for the following year, the psychiatrist sexually abused him during the sessions.
1: Good job, Doc.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fuck. Like his father before him, this was a gentleman who had been trusted to care for him but instead added another layer of grief to his already painful existence. Yeah,
1: like this is something you're opening up to yeah, about right, your fucking trauma. Completely taking advantage of it. Yeah. Uh,
0: in his early teens, I,
1: he's that fucking doctor. Jesus. Daniel
0: established himself as a small-time thief. Uh, he spent his evenings breaking into people's property in the Townsend area and stealing their valuables. As his uh, burglary skills increased, so did his desire for torment. By age 15, he was breaking into people's homes and not only taking their possessions, but also leaving behind items in his wake. He would also move items around in people's homes in such a way that it was clear someone had entered their property. He's a poltergeist guy. But not so much that it was immediately obvious. Just like, you know, maybe shift things over an inch. Yeah. And every There's day 70s like,
1: show? Yeah. Where he took, yeah, the, he yeah, took yeah. the basement, he's like, I call it basement, one inch <laughs> to the right, yeah.
0: whatever it was. Uh, eventually he was invading people's homes purely for the purpose of playing mind games with the owners. In 1986. I mean, that's probably some power to him. He said, yeah, I'm sure it's something he can kind of, he has a little bit of control over Yeah, he's sneaking and
1: being somewhere he's not supposed to be. Yeah. A little creep.
0: He gets to kind of turn the, uh, the abuse on somebody else.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, in 86, he set in motion a series of events, which he would forever be known for. He had, t- he had obtained the phone number of a family's address in the local area. Um, he'd probably somehow, he'd probably at some point, like, broken into that house and, re- like, found the telephone number. The house belonged to a family of three a father and his two, daughter- his two daughters. Uh, the daughters, Tina, she was 15, and Karen Bowen, she was 9, they started to talk with Danny on the phone. He told them that he'd been given their number by a friend who went to the same school as them. And that he was a good-looking, athletic, blonde, well-educated boy who also lived in the area. Tina and Danny became well acquainted after several phone calls and arranged to go out on a date one evening. So when
1: why, why after knowing that you're lying about your appearance? would you show up? Yeah.
0: So when he shows up at the door at the doorstep, Tina was shocked to discover that uh, he was not. He
1: I mean, was like, maybe he, she'd be fine with him if he would just tell the truth about.
0: Yeah, don't. don't Or, at least, you know, just don't sell yourself, really. Yeah. There's no reason to just try to, like, not really give him any details. Yeah. But maybe that was a thing that he, you know, maybe he liked the part of, like, the lying and
1: being someone else. But
0: basically, he was the exact opposite of who he said he was. Uh, Instead of the athletic jock type, uh, he was disheveled, greasy, had dark hair, not blonde, no attractive features whatsoever. Uh, Regardless, Tina did go to the local fair with him. And just after over an hour together, she made some excuses and returned home. It was during the date that LaPlante discovered that Tina and Karen had recently lost their mother to cancer, leaving only their father to care for them. So he allegedly took great interest regarding the details of Tina's mother's death. Uh, Tina later claimed that it seemed as though LaPlante was obsessed with the death of her mother, continually questioning her on how she felt at the moment she died and how much she suffered. Uh, Tina didn't willingly see LaPlante again following their date. However, she would later discover him again under circumstances. under terrible circumstances. Uh, one evening, Tina and her sister attempted to contact. So we're kind of getting back into the first part of this.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, contacted their deceased mother by performing a seance. Um, however, the same evening, Karen and Tina received uh, knocking at their bedroom walls as they slept. Uh. They thought that the seance was successful. In the dead of the night, the two girls spoke to the Unseen forces as, as though they were talking to their mother one more time. They asked the spirit questions, to which it replied via knocks against the wall. Uh, they truly thought they had uncovered, like they had contacted yeah. their mother. So this continued for several evenings um, until the knocking became so regular that it disturbed the girls' sleep. Over time, objects in the house began to disappear. Items which were laid out on a table one day How would find themselves... Get in between walls? <laughs>
1: anyway. Uh... Like, there's got to be a hole somewhere? It's like, I don't fucking... Yeah, I assume there's... I mean, there's got to be a... Maybe, like, started in a closet? Like, broke a hole? <laughs> How do you even
0: get in between walls? Uh, the girls would come home to find furniture moved from one side of the room to the other. Um, so, eventually, they stopped believing they'd contacted their mother, and they thought that they had actually contacted, like, a demon. Like Yeah. You know. So, the girl's father, Frank, he believed that the girls themselves were causing the havoc. Uh... But Frank refused to believe, he couldn't, like, he refused to believe that they had contacted the demon, basically. Yeah. Um, well, he's an adult. He kind of just thought, you know, this is how they're dealing with the death of their mother, like...
1: Yeah, they're moving the furniture, they're just... Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, one evening in January 1987, the strange knocking had begun while Karen and Tina were alone in their front room. At this point, the constant tapping had become so commonplace that it was driving the girls to insanity. This particular evening, however, it seemed that the noises were not coming from the walls, but from in the basement. So, armed with a kitchen knife... The two girls made their way towards the source of the noise. As they crept down below their house, they were greeted with an ominous sight. Written in uh, blood red on the basement wall was the message, I'm in your room, come and find me. The girls fled the house and ran to a neighbor's house. Uh, They waited for their father to return home and told him of what they discovered. Uh, Frank Bowen, he again believed that his daughters uh, were just kind of making this up. You know, they'd probably written on the wall themselves. Uh, he ordered them to, uh, go to counseling to help them cope with like the loss of their mother. Several weeks later, a similar incident played out with even more bizarre results. Again, the girls heard knocking sounds, but this time they came from behind Tina's bedroom wall when the two girls first, uh, when the two girls entered again, they were greeted with a message written in blood red on the wall. I'm back. Find me if you can. This played out. Uh, the same as before. They ran to the neighbors. Um, Frank blamed it on them. Uh, when he got, you know, home, he went to the neighbor's house, had them go straight back inside. This time, however, when Frank entered the house, he noticed that uh, it was in like even more disarray uh, than what the neighbor and the girls had told him it was. Like there was even more shit wrong in the house. So then he kind of was like, "Oh, okay, maybe there is somebody in this house." Oh, yeah. Um. Frank entered Tina's room alone. Uh, There, an additional message has been painted on the wall that said, marry me. Then, on the other side of the room, Frank was greeted with an even more unnatural sight. A young boy stood dressed in the clothing of Frank's deceased wife. He was wearing her makeup, a dress, and a blonde wig. And in one of his hands, he was holding a hatchet.
1: Jeez.
0: So, uh, Frank and Danny LaPlante began to struggle, uh, but Danny was able to escape. Uh... Frank said, like, Frank recalled that he was like, it was crazy how Danny was able to kind of just disappear. Like, the way he was just like there one minute and then yeah. gone. So, the police were later called to investigate, uh, and it became clear why he had been able to vanish so suddenly. Uh, after discovering that each message had been written in ketchup, local police searched the house for clues to how the plant may have been able to access the house in the first place. One officer found a hidden crawl space behind a cupboard which was built into the wall of Tina's bedroom. When the officer opened the hatch, he discovered Danny curled up inside. So the officers removed him, uh, placed him under arrest. Once he had been removed from the, removed from the scene, officers conducted a thorough search of the, of the residence. To their horror, they discovered that he had been living inside the walls of their home. The passageway, which they discovered, the plant in had been tunneled around to other areas of the house. Wow! There, there were a handful of peepholes dotted around so that he could observe Tina from whichever room she was in. Oh. It became clear that he had been pretending to be the ghost of their mother in order to torment them. Uh, it was believed that he was planning on revealing himself to the girls while dressed as their dead mother, uh, trying to like genuinely pass himself off as her spirit, um, or maybe just to you know scare the fuck out of them. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Be a little asshole. Because he was holding a hatchet, so he probably wasn't going to be nice. So for the following year, he was placed into a juvenile facility uh, where he remained until October of 87. I don't know why he was released, um, but following his release, he returned to his life of burglary. Uh, During one of the robberies in November of the same year, he obtained two handguns from a neighbor's house. On December first, 1987, he broke into the Gustafson home around a half mile from his own house. There, he was greeted by, a, uh, by Priscilla Gustafson, 33. She was pregnant. And her two young children, Abigail and William. Her husband, Andrew, was at work when Danny invaded the home. And uh, when he returned, he was met with a horrific sight. Andrew discovered Priscilla laying face down on her bed. Her pillows dyed red with blood. Mm. She had been raped by Danny and then shot multiple times in the head at Point Blank Range. Uh, Andrew called the police, and then the police discovered the bodies of his two children in two separate bathtubs. Uh, Five-year-old William had been drowned in the upstairs bathroom, while uh, eight-year-old Abigail had endured a similar fate in the downstairs bathroom. So, uh, given the Danny's actions progressed rapidly from burglary to full-scale murder when he was in possession of a weapon it suggests that he didn't possess the confidence or physical strength to subdue his victims by hand. In addition, a handful of items, which doubles restraints, were found in the Gustafson household. Um, this leads to the theory that he forced his way into the residence, held the victims at gunpoint while he restrained them. He likely killed Priscilla, Priscilla Gustafson first to remove the biggest threat and then drown the children one by one. It didn't take long for the authorities to link uh, the murders to Danny. Uh, police were out to apprehend him, but found that he had fled the area. A manhunt quickly ensued. He was considered to be armed and incredibly dangerous. Uh, they didn't know what you know, links he would go to to avoid being caught. A few towns over from Townsend, he, he broke into a woman's home and kidnapped her in her vehicle. The woman escaped, but Danny was spotted by someone who had seen his photograph on the news. He was discovered hiding in a dumpster 48 hours after the manhunt for him began. When he was inspected, a hair belonging to Abigail Gustafson was discovered on his sock, uh, basically cementing that he was there in the house. A year later, he was sentenced to three life sentences for the murder of the Gustafson family. Since his incarceration, Danny has shown little remorse for his actions, uh, he suffers from a multitude of personality disorders. He continues to show that he is a broken man beyond repair. From the years of 88 to 2014, uh, he attempted to sue the courts multiple times for violation of his rights. In one case, he claimed that the prison system violated his religious rights as he was allegedly a practicing Satanist. Therefore, Plant Lapl- claimed that he required sufficient materials in order to carry out certain Satanic rites <laughs> that had been denied by prison officials. In 2017, however, it seems that Danny finally came to terms with his actions. While appealing for a reduced sentence, he made the statement: "The following statement: I do not have the words to fully express my profound sorrow, but I am tr- truly sorry for the harm I have caused. For the very essence of who I am, from the depth of my soul, I am sorry." Fuck you. Yeah, probably just trying to get himself get out.
1: Two life sentences.
0: <laughs> so his uh, his appeals have always been denied. Um, he'll spend the rest of his life in prison. Good. Um, the final... Uh, Andrew Gu- Someone's going
1: to be living in his walls, if you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Andrew Gustafson, the surviving husband and father, uh, he passed away in 2014. Um, however, upon his deathbed, he allegedly claimed, uh, like, some of his last words were, don't ever let him out. He should rot in prison. So, seems like he will get his wish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a very fucking terrible human being. Yeah. Um, fucking living in the walls. So let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back. we got a couple more stories for you. All right. And then we'll get into the uh, the possible middle-aged mediocre movie. All right. We'll so we bring it up. we be right back. We are back.
1: I'm in the wall.
0: <laughs> oh, get out of my wall, <laughs> No Joel. Get out. You can't stay in there. <laughs> I know I'm a it's, ghost. I know you're not a ghost. <laughs> I know you're Joel. Get I'm out of the, in walls. the
1: wall.
0: It looks like the Kool Aid Man came through my damn wall.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Oh, no. It's going to be so cold in here.
1: <laughs>
0: That's all right. All right. Well, I got to fix that later. So, can you leave your shirt so I can just like hang it up over the hole? Oh. Like your pants, like your clothes, yeah, just okay, everything. Yeah. Uh Let's talk about. I mean, they're already them. off. They're already they're off in the off Yeah, go into the walls. <laughs> Weirdo.
1: Here's the thing about living in walls: you can't have clothes because they're gonna get caught on like the nails you gotta be in the inner in the inner workings of the wall. Yeah, so you gotta be because you're oiled up you pretty be. good. You are oiled. <laughs> you <laughs> are worried. slicked up. Slicked I didn't know you
0: carried lube with you everywhere you went. As
1: soon as you went to break, man, yeah. I just got right to it. It was weird. It was like ten seconds. I wish I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Torque says every time I we're in the bathroom.
0: Poor Tork. Oh, no wonder he looks so terrified all the time. So let's talk about the Trump family.
1: Trump? Trump. Is it like Ronald? <laughs> Ronald Trump? Ronald Ron Trump. Jr. Is he is he gigantic? Trump twenty twenty four. It's gonna be gigantic. Trump's
0: gonna be huge. So uh this this really there's not much crime here. Uh-huh. This is just a fucking weird story.
1: Just the name itself?
0: Well, that did help <laughs> when I saw Trump. So...
1: So T-R-O-M-P. Yeah.
0: Okay. Trump. Trump uh, around.
1: Trump, Trump around. <laughs> get up and get down. I don't... That was bad.
0: So, August 29th, 2016. All right. Uh, Mark and Jacoba Trump... Trump. Trump. Along with their three children... Fled their home just outside of Melbourne, Australia. Oh, down under. Down under. Oh,
1: the Trumpers are down
0: under now. Oh, crikey. Crikey for the Romps. Mark, and, that turned into like, uh, who was crikey. the dude that used to do the uh, Caviar Dreams and what?
1: Oh, uh, Robin Lee yeah.
0: <laughs> So Lifestyles of the Trump and Famous. So, Mark and Jacoba, I can't believe that used to be a show. Like
1: Yeah, lifestyle to the. And then it basically turned into cribs.
0: How do people watch that shit? Where the, like, why would you want to watch Super Because people
1: Man? want that. They want that life. They pay, They put themselves. They leave their little shitty life for that half hour. Uh, like, ah, oh, what would it be like to have gold chandeliers? That's and, why I
0: watch pro wrestling. Yeah. So I, get oh, I know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying uh, You ask. I'm just you, answering right. your question. I mean, you're right. Uh, it's why everybody like loves billionaires yeah. so much. There's like. Get on their knees for them and just, those are our heroes. Oh, They, they make money. so much more money than us. <laughs> They'll never share it. They earned it by being handed to everybody. <laughs> so, we we? <laughs> Mark and Jacoba <laughs> believed their lives were in danger and made their three adult children, uh, Rihanna, Rihanna, I guess, Rihanna, yeah. I don't know, Ella and Mitchell,
1: uh, Ella, 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 Ella. Was,
0: they named them after <laughs> Rihanna. Yep. Le, uh, they made them leave their phones and any other identifying belongings behind. Uh, they were, by all accounts, a pretty normal, hardworking household.
1: For Australia. For Australia. i <laughs> uh,
0: From the bush. Mark uh, was 51. Jacoba was 53. Um, they ran a successful uh, red current. Do you know huh? what that is? Nope. Just one word: red c u r r a n t. Red currant. Red currant.
1: Actually, I think I do know what that is. It's like a vegetable, of some sort, isn't it? That's where you go, and um, you can like ride kangaroos. Ooh. Yeah, and like for a certain price, they'll stuff you into one of the pouches, and then like you just instead of living in the walls, you live inside a kangaroo. Sounds
0: awesome. That sounds yep. way better. Don't look it up. I'm not going to. Good. It. I'm just going to go with it.
1: That's it. Uh, so they ran. Next a- week we'll talk about this part. <laughs> We'll come back to this.
0: They ran a kangaroo park uh, <laughs> and an earth-moving business. That's all I know about Australia. <laughs> King of fucking roos. Uh, earth-moving business at their property in Sylvan, on the outskirts of the Victorian capital, Melbourne. But with little warning... Melbourne. On Monday 29th... It was like an Irish. <laughs> in the Melbourne. Uh, but with little warning, on August 29th... On a Monday, they and their three adult children... Not a Monday! I hate Mondays. Fuck, dude. Uh, Rihanna was 29, Mitchell was 25, and Ella was 22. They all packed up into a car and headed north. Uh, They didn't just leave the family farm, they fled it. Police later called to the home to investigate, found passports, credit cards, and mobile phones had been left behind. Uh, This was a cash-only, off-the-grid road trip with no way of being followed. It was later revealed that Mark and Jacoba had been suffering increasing signs of stress and paranoia. According to media reports, at least one of them had become convinced someone was out to kill them and take their money. The only phone not left behind belonged to Mitchell. He kind of like just... just uh, uh,
1: he keistered it, didn't keystered he? Keistered it, yeah. yes.
0: Uh, pocket per- or jail person
1: uh, I mean it was already up there he's like well I'm not taking it out I'm just to it out. It I don't here I have reason to do that yeah let's go he would later
0: say that he'd gone along to ensure like that everybody stayed safe like yeah. he knew like you know this was weird but so uh,
1: probably in his mind easier to go along with it than fight it and just make things worse. and he said
0: but as it went as the trip went his parents became increasingly delusional and hard to tolerate about 20 miles away here's from the home here's the thing
1: about parents they just don't understand
0: they don't I've heard that a long time Yeah. Before. Uh, about 20 miles away from home, they discovered that he had his phone with him, and they forced him to throw it out the car window.
1: His farts were like rings.
0: <laughs> they uh, were convinced that his phone was being used to track them. So well, sure it is. they drove uh, throughout the first day and night until reaching the New South Wales town of Bathurst, almost 500 miles uh, away to the west of Sydney. It was there at 7 a.m. on Tuesday that Mitchell left the family. He, fuck this, I'm out. So later on Tuesday morning, the remaining four tromps headed east from Bathurst to a popular tourist spot, the Janolan Caves. It was there that Rihanna and Ella decided to also part from their parents. Uh, They did this by stealing a car. So a little bit of crime. (laughs) The two sisters drove south to the town of Goldburn, where they reported their parents had gone missing. Uh, The story made its way into the media, uh, the public began to wonder how a family could just become so strangely separated and separately lost. Um, uh, in Goldburn, Rihanna and Ella decided to part ways at a petrol station.
1: That's gasoline.
0: That's the gas station over yeah. there. Uh, Ella said she just wanted to go home feed her horses. Um, she was the first Trump to be located when she arrived back at the family farm on Tuesday. Uh, the police were already there. Mitchell would arrive home the following morning. He took a bunch of trains to get home. Uh, while Mitchell and Ella apparently appeared reasonably unaffected mentally, the same could not be said of Rihanna. She had climbed into the back of a utility vehicle in Goulburn and was only discovered there by the mail driver after he had driven almost an hour away. Oh. He pulled over and found her to be in, what, in somewhat of a catatonic state. Uh, she said she didn't know what her name was. She didn't know where she was at all. She was later taken to the hospital uh, she was spared charges over the stolen vehicle due to mental health reasons. Ella, however, was charged with car theft. Um, as media talking so interest... one
1: <laughs> like they both went through the same thing.
0: Yeah, but apparently one was affected by it, the other yeah. one wasn't, so they were like, You're fine. Um, as media interest grew and interstate search began, Mark and Jacoba drove back towards Melbourne. Uh, a day later on Wednesday, roughly three hundred and seventy five miles south. In the Victorian town of Juan Garata. Right. Just great names over there. Yeah, They too became separated. Uh, Jacoba headed north again um, and was found the next day about 220 miles away. Uh, she was taken to a hospital there and later moved to Goulburn to be with her daughter, uh, where they continued to receive mental health treatment. Mark had stayed in Juan Garata. Uh, he was dangerously tailgating a young couple. He was seen seen fleeing from, um, I don't know what a, oh, from the car they had taken. Uh, Police also began investigating a number of break-ins in the town, including at a motel. It's unclear if they were related, but they could have been. He might have just been grabbing stuff he shit he needed. Um, So back at Sylvain, back at home, Mitchell and Ella uh, appeared before the media, saying they were baffled by their parents' paranormal behavior. Uh, I've never seen anyone like this or anyone conduct themselves in this way. I just really want my dad to be found, Mitchell said. He's not dangerous. He's my father. I love him. <laughs> just, you know, he's wacky son yeah. of a bitch. Uh, the last piece of the unusual puzzle was put into place on Saturday evening uh, when Mark arrived, when Mark was found uh, beside a road near Wangarada Airport. He was questioned by police, assessed by a mental health officer, and then released into the care of his police officer brother, uh, he also flipped off all the photographers as he was driven away. He later released a more uh, a, a statement apologizing for the hurt and concern caused by the events. He paid respect to the community resources devoted to he paid respect to the community resources devoted to his family's aid. Um, police don't believe there was actually ever any threat to the family. Um, Sergeant Mark Knight, who knows the family, said that they had no diagnosed mental health problems. There was no evidence of any drugs being taken. Uh, the family had no debts, and they did not belong to like any religious groups. Like There was no like weird religious... Oh, there's no
1: evidence of drug-taking. Like I mean, some people are good at taking drugs. <laughs> True. I mean, there's no... <laughs> Other than the podcast I talk about it on, there's not really much evidence of my drug use either. <laughs> uh... Mitchell, allegedly
0: Mitchell and Ella both admitted it was hard to explain what had happened. Um, Mitchell said that he's never seen anything like it. It's really hard to explain or put a word on it, but, but they were just fearing for their lives and they decided to flee. It was a buildup of different, normal everyday events, just pressure. And slowly it got worse as the days went by. Uh, while some ponder whether the family may have been affected by chemicals used on their farm, media reports say police are also contemplating whether the family suffered from collective delusions and, uh so yeah, the full reasons for their public meltdown are probably never gonna be known. No further charges. Fucking life, delays. man. But just what a weird thing to
1: do. I'm like one thing away from a meltdown every day.
0: <laughs> just get up and just yeah,
1: fuck all this. Yeah. Day. Uh if I'd have all those sweet records at home. I mean, it'd be and my daughter just pack all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
0: just like what a weird thing to like it seems like somehow you always
1: and the kids are so old; they're all in their twenties and shit. And like to make it that far, yeah. I think drugs are. Like, I, think, it's I very... think they got into drugs or something. I think it's
0: very funny that they all just like went a certain distance and then like one by one they were kind yeah. of Just they like all I'm right, out. fuck this, I'm out.
1: <laughs> and what were the ages again? Because like like was Mitchell the oldest, and he was the one that was like first out. Yeah, so uh, maybe he. Maybe there was a little history of that, you know, just internally and. No, Rihanna was the oldest. She okay. was twenty
0: nine, Mitchell was twenty five, and Ella was twenty two. Alright. they were all like, you know. Yeah, in their twenties, I mean shit. Um all right. Last story before we get into the little quick news story. Uh we're gonna talk about Dr. Carl Tansler. Uh
1: Nevada? What? Nevada?
0: This is a man.
1: I know. Is it in Nevada? The man, what the fuck? The state.
0: <laughs> no, this is uh <laughs> I don't know where this happened. Okay. So Nevada. in 1931, he fell in love with a patient that he was treating for tuberculosis. Uh, he was born in that cough was sexy as hell, so hot. <laughs> he was born in 1877. Uh, reportedly, stuttered studied weather patterns in Aust- Austria in 1910, uh, where he lived until the end of World War One. Upon returning home, he married and had two children in 1920. Uh, And then they all moved to Florida. He quickly abandoned his family after accepting a position as a radiologic technician in Key West, where he worked at the U.S. Marine Hospital under the name Count Carl Von Oh, We need to bring back people being counts. Yeah. Uh, I thought you'd
1: wear a cape, probably have like a cane too. mm -hmm. Love numbers. Cape. Uh, uh, yeah, Caped Count Carl Caped Count Carl Tanzler with the or Cosell <laughs> with it's a, a cane. lot of
0: C's. Uh, when a Cuban American, another C, when a Cuban American woman named Maria Alana Milagro de Hoyos walked into the hospital, the doctor saw before him an actual dream come true. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was born in Key West in 1909, daughter of a cigar maker and homemaker. She was raised raised in a large family and was brought to the hospital by her mother after becoming ill. Um, after, as a young boy in Germany, Tanzler would often have visions of a stunning dark-haired woman, who was pre who he was predestined to be. Uh, like that was his one true love was this woman. Sure, uh, the 22 year old that was brought in resembled his childhood premonitions so closely that he immediately became convinced that their love was meant to be. Unfortunately, what a dummy! Believing in I know. Unfortunately for them both, uh, the prognosis for uh, what was her name again? Marie, Maria was not great. Uh, she had been diagnosed with tuberculosis, which in the early 1900s was still considered to be a fatal disease. Despite the lack of qualifications needed to treat a uh, TB patient, Tanzler was determined to save her and use a variety of specially made tonics, elixirs, and medicines in an effort to do so. Like, probably use some of that, uh, what's that stuff that dude, that Amish dude was being given? Oh, yeah,
1: the, uh, the, ta- was it tar? I oh, don't know, uh, oh, it was like the syrupy stuff. Something.
0: Yeah. Uh, he administered these treatments, uh, in her family home, showered her with gifts, and declared his love for her the whole time. Despite his best efforts, she, uh... Died of the illness in October 1931, um, and he was heartbroken. He insisted on purchasing
1: molasses, a, molasses,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, blackstrap molasses, yeah, yeah. He insisted on purchasing a pricey stone mausoleum in Key West for her remains to lay, and with her parents' permission, hired a mortician to prepare her body before locking her inside. Uh, the family, her family, didn't realize that the only key to the tomb remained in his possession. He would quickly take advantage of this privilege, which would result in one of the most macabre tales of all time. I don't
1: want to hear any more of this.
0: He visited her grave every night for another two years, uh, a habit that stopped abruptly after he lost his job for reasons unknown. While her family did consider this drastic change in behavior to be a bit strange, they could not have imagined the reasoning behind it. In April of 1933, he removed her body from the mausoleum no longer requiring him to make his nightly visits to the graveyard as she would now be housed in his own home. Two years deceased, uh, Carl Tanzler was left with the task of maintaining her corpse. He did this, as needed, inside of an old airplane he'd repurposed into a makeshift medical laboratory.
1: He's got a plane sitting around. He's just got an old
0: plane. There, uh, he used a bunch of DIY tricks to keep her body from decaying including plaster plaster of Paris and glass eyes to maintain the integrity of her face as well as coat hangers and other wires to stabilize her skeletal frame he had her torso stuffed with rags in an attempt to preserve its original form and he covered her scalp with bits of real hair Uh, he added copious amounts of perfume, flour, disinfectants and preserving agents to keep the rotting odor at bay
1: And Uh, he came all over it. Well,
0: (laughs) and routinely applied mortician's wax to her face in an effort to keep her, quote unquote, alive.
1: He Uh, put it on wax?
0: He put it on wax. He put
1: wax on it.
0: He had the corpse wrapped in a dress, gloves, and jewelry, and placed the body in his own bed, which he shared with the corpse for the next seven years. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Did you say seven years?
0: Seven years. Seven years. He sleeping next to a corpse, a bed.
1: I mean, I was married. I get it. With, i made it eight years with a corpse, sir. <laughs> Which is a cold, dead fish sleeping in the bed.
0: With, <laughs> with pretty much the entire town talking about the reclusive man, often seen seen buying women's clothing and perfume. Uh, and one local boy's account of witnessing the doctor dancing with what appeared to be a giant doll ah. uh, her family began to suspect something was off <laughs> after uh, her f- her sister showed up at Tansler's home in 1940 the jig was up there she found out found what she believed to be a real life-sized effigy of her departed sister that, that's her. Ar- uh, arriving authorities quickly determined that this doll was in fact Maria herself, and they arrested Tansel. Oh, I'm sorry,
1: against the law. I didn't know I couldn't dig up a girl. Uh,
0: apparently grave robbing, robbing was a uh, was illegal even back then. All right. So an autopsy of the body revealed the intricacies. Who's of- it hurting? Of history. Who's it hurting?
1: Honestly.
0: Wait till this next part. Man. Okay. Oh man. So an autopsy <laughs> of the body revealed.
1: I'm not picking sides. I'm just saying. Who's a hurting?
0: That he had inserted a paper tube between her legs.
1: For what reason? Forming
0: reasons? a makeshift vagina. Oh, a
1: makeshift. That's a really good uh, band name right there. Makeshift vagina. Makeshift vagina.
0: <laughs> That's a, yeah, I like it. Uh, man, necessity
1: is the mother of all invention, you know?
0: He invented some he things, man. That, yeah. So he never admitted...
1: I so got laid more than I did when he, I had he my. He never idea. admitted
0: to committing any necrophilic acts, though. <laughs> oh,
1: okay.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: And everyone's like, okay, buddy, sure. You just lived with her for seven years. Okay. 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 With well, a paper, too. Okay.
0: A psychiatrist's evaluation determined that he was competent to stand trial. <laughs> psychiatrist,
1: psychiatrist just went, okay. Uh, okay.
0: Some reports state that... Uh, Tanzler's ultimate plans, this dude was something, <laughs> involved flying her body high enough into the stratosphere so that radiation from outer space could penetrate her tissues and restore life to her form. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Of course that would work. it has got
1: to get high enough in the plane.
0: Despite if he ever- hadn't
1: turned his plane into a medical office, he could have been flying that thing.
0: Despite everything, the statute of limitations had expired for the crime he was accused of committing. So, I
1: think you have to be above a volcano, too. Like, you have to be above a volcano, so high in the air that the radiation from outer space... Well, and you can only
0: do it, like, March 40, 14th. Yeah,
1: as the volcanoes erupt Yeah. yeah
0: it's, I mean, it's, it's a small window. You have a five-minute window. It's real tiny. So, he was free to go. Oh. <laughs> they couldn't.
1: They couldn't hold anything. Yeah. Statue of he said he didn't fuck it. So I mean, oh, uh, alright, but we can't prove it.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Her body was uh, placed on display at a local funeral home, where nearly seven thousand people came to see.
1: The, like, why? Why would why come look at the bot- Come look at the dead corpse that got fucked by this weird guy. Yeah. And he's like, I did not fuck it. And I was like, okay. 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 <laughs> Everyone that walked by the displayed corpse, there's like a sign that says, he did not fuck this thing. And they're all just like, okay.
0: He's standing right there. I didn't fuck it. I didn't. I didn't fuck I it.
1: Put, I put a makeshift vagina. I thought about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on. Did, I, did I put a makeshift design on her? Yes. Sure. 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 I had it laid around. I thought maybe she would like it. <laughs> yeah. But I did not. Fuck it. Okay. 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 <laughs> so uh,
0: he actually received quite a bit of compassion during his trial, with some viewing him as a hopeless romantic.
1: Oh my god.
0: Uh, nevertheless, he went on to live out the rest of his days alone. And died in his home in 1952, where I'm assuming...
1: There's there's some woman somewhere, who's like, why can't I just find a man like that that just makes me a makeshift vagina and wants to love me forever? I mean, that sounds
0: like a 50s, like, horror movie. Yeah. Like, with him, like, the mad scientist planning to fly her up into space. Yeah.
1: Like, someone finds it, but he's got to kill her to try to kill the person to keep the secret. Yeah. And he just gets off. And then he doesn't get and in then trouble. he doesn't get in trouble. <laughs> So Okay. 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 I didn't fuck it, guys. Okay.
0: That was there for decoration. <laughs> it was for decorative purposes.
1: It was like a flower vase, you know? We just shove some flowers up there. Not my penis. <laughs> flowers. Sure, it's the same exact size as my penis, but I don't know. I, yeah.
0: I mean, I assume it looks like it is. Sure, if you read my journal, I refer <laughs> to my penis as flowers. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, last little news story here. Uh, this is from very recent, just a couple weeks ago. Is uh, this the
1: feel good? Is this? Can we do the feel? We haven't felt good in a while.
0: I mean, I, if you want to feel good about this, yeah, let's you. just
1: start on there, can we? Sure. Okay. okay. Let's
0: let's play that music. Yeah.
1: Bro. Feels good. Feels good. Thanks, Torque. That uh, did I've, feel good. It's like heroin in my blood. I've never done heroin, except for when it, heroin's in ecstasy, so I've done heroin. Okay. Okay! <laughs> 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 it feels exactly like heroin does in my blood hearing that music. Well, this will be even <laughs> You've more. never done heroin. <laughs> okay! Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> so, headline... I can't wait to do that forever for the rest of my life to everything.
0: Okay! <laughs> headline, burglars call 911 to get help moving stuff. <laughs> so this happened in Poinciana. That's the
1: problem with today's society, you know? no one wants to, to do a little bit of work.
0: So this happens in Poinciana, Florida. Two people in Florida were arrested after one of them made a 911 call to get help with moving their belongings from a home they were burglarizing. <laughs> the Deputies responded to a home Saturday after a 911 call was made, but nobody spoke. Uh, At the home, the deputies concluded that nobody lived there, but they found a male suspect and his girlfriend inside the home after entering it through an unlocked door. Deputies had been searching for the male suspect. Were they in
1: the walls? They weren't in the walls. Oh, man. They might
0: have been up at some point. (laughs) Uh, Deputies had been searching for the male suspect after identifying him from security video as a burglar at a Dollar General store. Which, if
1: you gotta rob a you dollar got, dollar. yeah. You gotta set your state. You, you gotta, gotta set your goals a little bit higher. Have a little bit of faith. It's probably like the closest thing within walking distance. <laughs> yeah. they like live right across the street. Like fuck it,
0: we'll just go there, <laughs> grab some off-brand <laughs> crackers. Uh,
1: several items. Before. How many cracker brands can you name? Well, I guess there's Ritz and like Saltine. <laughs> Saltines is not the brand. No, it's not. What's that red box? <laughs> Isn't that Ritz? Rits are the round ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got. I don't know. I don't know who
0: makes this all the red Because it's box.
1: all off-brand. <laughs>
0: uh, well, there's the one that's like it's like a light, it's a white box, <laughs> light blue trim, and yeah. those like are always stale. Yeah. They're off-brand. I think that's shit. the Kogu brand. <laughs> uh, so, when talking to the deputies, the female suspect told them that she had called 911 for the purpose of having law enforcement help them move their belongings from the house that they were burglars. We pay
1: their paychecks. My taxes pays their their paychecks.
0: They also said they wanted to get a ride to the airport so they could
1: <laughs> spend the weekend in New York. Are you guys on drugs? You're like no. they are like okay, <laughs> okay, okay. You called the cops to help us move and give you a ride, but you're not on drugs.
0: Okay. So the deputies did help them with their move, with their belongings and a ride, but they took them to the police station. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I. The male suspect was charged with burglary and theft related to the store and also burglary of a residence. The fam- female suspect was charged with burglary of a residence. Bad-tasted men. Why would you call, like, <laughs> of all places? I know. Plus, like, so say if it is your home, do they think that's what the police do? <laughs> yeah. Literally, I think that's, that's uh, pay it. Pay, we pay their paycheck. We They work for us. I feel like you'd have better chances with the fire department coming to help. <laughs> yeah, them. yeah. They might be like, yeah, we got nothing else to do. Just that's not. that's not they're pretty dumb. Okay. So this could also be the feel good. Yeah. Uh my dream. Like About, that
1: felt good just because those people are way dumber so than dumb. I am. Yeah. So dumb. Like I I, I first I'd never called the police. I'm assuming drugs were involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming there was a
0: little bit of drugs ingested that day. So I had a dream the other night that involved you. Uh was I naked? No. Oh damn. Not that I remember. For about two weeks now, I've actually had dreams about every night where each one has been like uh, me and a group of people. Usually, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. They're just random people showing up my dream. And there's been somebody's murdered, and I have to figure out who did it, and a bunch of shenanigans happen. And it's just different scenarios. And I don't know why these are happening. But this particular one involved you. All right. So I like things that involve me. Uh,. In the dream, you get framed for a murder. Oh. And I have to figure out who the real killer is because I got I to gotta help you get out of here. Because you know that
1: I'm a good boy and I, I know, would never murder anybody. I know you're a good boy. Like I can see me getting arrested and you're at the car yelling, he's a good boy! So you're,
0: you're definitely going to be yelling, <laughs> I'm a good boy! I'm a good boy! And I'm like, oh, officers, And is. they're going to be like, okay. He is a good boy. Officers. <laughs> so I learned through a little bit of investigation that you were set up by a cop ...who we had made fun of on the podcast. We have done that. For being terrible no, at I, their job. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, for being terrible at their job. I don't know if we... we yeah, we. Not like he, particularly, yeah, maybe, but I mean, just cops in general. Yeah. For the most part. But apparently we make inept. fun of
0: a... We, in this in this Dream podcast uh-huh. episode, we made fun of a specific cop. All right. They did not appreciate it. Uh, and the way to get I got to tell you,
1: this most of the cops I met, not much of a sense of humor. Not a lot of... It's like that's the first thing that goes when you become a cop.
0: It's, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have one. <laughs> okay, that's how you become a cop. Yeah. Okay. And then like your, that makes sense. Your career choices are like you know, <laughs> certain things, <laughs> cops being one of them. So, uh, yeah, the way he wanted to get back at us is he set you up for murder. I don't know why you, you yeah, well, really went on. Him. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: <laughs> well, it's probably easier for me because, you know, I don't know why. but uh,
0: I also find <laughs> out while investigating this that uh, this cop had put away a serial killer. But the serial killer has just escaped prison and is looking for this cop.
1: I wonder if uh, maybe we were doing a podcast about that serial killer. That might have been the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And like we awoken something in that serial killer that got him so mad that he broke out of jail. He's like, that cop is
0: a fucking idiot. Yeah.
1: How did he get me? Yeah. So, yeah, he's like,
0: I I have to undo this wrong.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Not the murder. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I love murdering people.
0: So I come up with a plan, and I lure them both to the same place. But like before the serial killer gets there, I somehow I don't know I, I don't like it. Didn't really like in the dream. It was just basically like the cop laid out the whole thing. You know, like yeah, like all bad guys doing movies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So told I get you, the, told I, you his whole plan. Yeah, and I get the whole tape confession. And then I'm just basically like, uh, all right, you know, jokes on you, fucker. Like, (laughs) there's this guy that, you you know, and then I just leave the cop to the whim of the serial killer. And then
1: I get set free. (laughs) Well,
0: so that's where the dream ends, right? Yeah. The dream ends with me getting this confession and the cop being left with serial killer. Uh, But I started to think a little bit about this dream. And I don't think
1: that would have helped me much. Like,
0: in my head, I'm like, let's play this out a bit. So I realized that if this was actually something that would happen, I would now have, because uh, I would go to the police and be like, I told you he's a good boy. You'd be so proud of yourself yeah. with your little recorded <laughs> confession. In my head, I have a talk boy, one of those from home alone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm like, you know, I told you he's a good boy. I have the proof that he's a good boy. I play it for him. I'm suddenly now in possession of the last recording <laughs> of a missing cop. Yeah. So uh, the confession's thrown out. They're not going to listen to it. No. They. He's and, missing. Uh, I am now charged with the murder of this cop. Uh, also, there is a serial killer on the loose uh-huh. once again. And we are both in prison. <laughs> so...
1: Yeah, I, yeah it, it, I, I would be like, thanks, buddy.
0: Yeah, so I, I see us kind of both just sitting there in the same cell and just like, you know, I tried. Yeah, I
1: tried, but yeah, like, so, oh, I'm a good boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think it would make the best Middle Eastern mediocre movie. I
1: could, yeah. And Seth Rogen plays me. Yeah, or I can play it myself. I mean, we just need Seth Rogen. Involved. <laughs> we just need Seth Rogen involved. So he could be a cop. He play a cop and super bad. But, yeah, I just, I would
0: love, like, because then there would be scenes of, like, what you're doing in prison. <laughs> so, like, while I'm, like, trying to, like, get you out, like, yeah. where, you know, we're showing you, like, what you're doing. So, like, I can't even imagine, like, how you would be in prison. Like, I'd probably I do have to... a scene in my head where, like, you're, like, tr-
1: like trying to do, like, an open mic during lunch. <laughs> yeah. get <laughs> stabbed. Yeah. So I, I was thinking I would make, like, a, a, a cash out of, like, pillows and blankets. <laughs> yeah just, like, talk to you like, try to do the podcast still. <laughs> just don't put a paper towel. <laughs> it makes your vagina? So oh, dude, big. you're getting, like, oh, three of those. Oh. Well, at least I have three. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. That's pretty awesome. i like, you know, I'd miss Torque, so I'd probably just do his voice to keep me company. Then <laughs> the
0: cops come by like,
1: <laughs> stop. Yeah. He'd be like, don't forget, Joel. You're a good boy. I'm like, thanks, Torque.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would need Torque while, you know. You're being used.
1: Yeah, I'd by... let Torque take a take a swing at that makeshift vagina too. You know, <laughs> I'll share. See, so
0: yeah, I think this is a great a great movie idea. Uh, I like it. Uh, but I did like how in my dream I was very proud of myself.
1: You did, went through a lot just to help me. Yeah, I mean, I... you set you like you made it where you could get both of these people together at yeah. the same place and like like com- got a confession out of that guy and went to the cops. Like if you got arrested, I would just be like, Man, that sucks and I I'd be like didn't what think do I it do- through. What do I do now?
0: <laughs> yeah, I just didn't
1: yeah. think this through well. Damn. But uh We'll hatch it out. We'll uh, I do
0: think it would make a really yeah, I think if we yeah. were if we were to make a movie about us, that's the perfect movie. I like it. So uh just
1: a series of like just- at the end it could be like the text and be like Joel went on to be a yeah. very good boy. <laughs> Joel continued to be a very good boy.
0: But I feel like maybe we could like be those dudes that like uh you know, like we're in prison for like well, I'm a suspected cop killer, so yeah. I'm probably not well liked. <laughs> I've
1: been framed. <laughs> uh but you know I Like he actually did the opposite of a favor for me because now I'm like connected to you, an actual killer. I didn't kill him.
0: Why you set it up? Left him to be <laughs> yeah, killed. Yeah, he's he <laughs> murdered somebody. He's not a good boy. He's
1: not. So oh, I got I got bad boy just washed all over me now. But I
0: get like you know I can see us like doing the podcast from inside the prison. Yeah, like we get a little bit of time, and it's just like a quick little like twenty minute like. Things are terrible in here. Help yeah. us. <laughs>
1: that's food's awful.
0: <laughs> no, I think we'd adjust well to prison life. I think we'd be, be pretty good. I'd hold on to your pocket for sure.
1: <laughs> i just let motherfuckers know.
0: I would be stabbed so quick.
1: <laughs> You'd mouth off. Just I would everybody. mouth
0: off. And I would immediately do the whole... i like, Josh, stop. You find the biggest guy. Yeah. Because I've watched a lot of movies. And uh-huh. That's what movies have taught me. you so got to find would- the one thousand percent find the one dude that like I'm like he looks like the biggest yep. one punch and then his whole gang just ass. <laughs> <laughs> or we'd have our own gang. Yeah, that'd be, that'd that'd be, be fun, cool too. Yeah. So a lot of a, a lot of possibilities for us. We could be called
1: the Good Boys. We I think. Wait, the Good Boy, are they, are they the good good boy boys? Gang. What's the-, the Proud Boys? Proud. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're not the Proud Boys. I mean, I'm proud about being good, but I'm but not a Proud, proud Boy. Yeah. We're not proud
0: Boys. We're Good Boys. You're uh, yeah. a Good Boy. I'm a Good Boy. You're a Good Boy. No, I'm all right. Yeah. So. There you guys go. That's the whole thing. That's the whole episode, right? Yeah, there there it is.
1: Another one. Good job. That's like our... Five hundred, Probably. I don't know. We took a week off. This is season nine now. hmm
0: <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Football but,
1: starting. Let's do some football, football predictions. Okay, what do we got tonight? We got four games uh, this weekend. Today is... We are uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. This is the second round now. This is, what, the divisional round. Yep. The wild card just in this. So, today is going to be, I think, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Is that the first game today? Uh, Jamie, bring
0: that up. I'm looking. I'm looking. You think this would be laid out? I know, the, I know
1: the night game is uh, Giants and Eagles. And I'm going to... I'd like to see the Giants pull an upset there. Yeah.
0: Uh, tonight, I've
1: never been an Eagles fan.
0: Today, we got Jaguars at Kansas City.
1: In Kansas City will probably win that one bad. Jacksonville, uh, man, they're on that high for coming back against San Diego last week.
0: Let me see if I can't find the uh, spread. Oh, spread it. Um,
1: the, the, let's see.
0: Okay. So Jacksonville at Kansas City. I bet that's a big uh, point spread. Kansas City uh minus eight and a half points. Wow, yeah. So I will what are you going with?
1: I think Kansas City will win by fourteen points. You're so going, yeah, I'll
0: go with that. All right, I'm going Kansas City wins, but I think Jacksonville covers the all eight right. and a half points. Uh, Now, you don't bet. Is this
1: going to, like, hurt you? Is this going to make you want to get back into betting? No, I'm I'm done with it. All right, you're a good boy. See? You're coming around. No, I just spend a ton
0: of money on (laughs) cards. I actually spend way more money now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I have something to hold. To hold, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like an investment. I can turn around and try to sell these, so, you know. Leave
1: them to your kids. No. Okay. Um, To
0: Beasley. They're mine. They'll be buried with me. (laughs) Uh, And then tonight's game. The New York Giants go to Philadelphia to play the Eagles, and the Eagles are favored by seven and a half points.
1: I'm going to call for a Giants upset. You
0: going with the Giants? I want to see a Giants upset, yeah. I'm going Giants all the way. All right. Moneyline Giants. Uh, I think they win it. Uh, Tomorrow, 3 o'clock, we got the Cincinnati Bengals going into Buffalo to play the Bills, and the Bills are favored by five and a half.
1: Wow, that's a little surprising. Um but i think the bills will win so yeah but i think i don't think i, I think it's going to be like a three point okay. game okay i'm going Bengals win it really yep
0: okay. i think the Bengals win it uh joe burr i think joe burr right now is just the best quarterback in the nfl he's
1: playing pretty good uh
0: josh allen's going to throw a couple interceptions uh, so then tomorrow night's game the last game in the divisional round the dallas cowboys go into san francisco to play the 49ers And the 49ers are favored by three and a half points.
1: I think Dallas will win that game. I I don't know why. I just have a feeling Dallas is going to pull that one out. San Francisco is playing really good. Like nine straight wins, ten straight wins, something like that. But all that says to me is they're due for a loss. I think the whole Brock Purdy hype is going to
0: end tomorrow night. Yeah. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the game. So I'm with you on that one. So then
1: you have Dallas. So we both have Dallas versus Giants in the NFC Championship game. I guess... Dallas is going to the Super Bowl then. Damn. I, I think Dallas is going to the Super Bowl. I said in a
0: tweet months yeah, ago. I, yeah, I did see that. If Dallas is either going to lose the first round of the playoffs or they're going to the Super Bowl and they won. Fuck. I so. think I'd
1: rather see the Giants in the Super Bowl, but I think I think Dallas will be the team that makes it out of there. I think it's gonna be Dallas versus uh Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Like right. just like the old nineties.
0: I think uh I think we'll get Dallas and Kansas City in the Super Kansas Bowl. Kansas City.
1: Yeah, either way, we're going old school. Uh, these are some old matchups yeah. there. So,
0: so I got. It'll
1: be fun to watch. I got the I, Jags I like the covering playoffs.
0: against the Chiefs. You've got the Chiefs covering and winning.
1: Yeah, I think that's the only difference we have. We
0: both have the Giants winning. Yep. Uh, you have the Bills winning. I have the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. 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 And you don't have the you have the Bengals covering though, and we both have the Cowboys winning tonight. Yep. So let's see how it goes. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. The games. Dallas, tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. I am really looking forward to that Jaguars Kansas City game. that starts in about a half hour, yeah. or about an hour. Yeah. So, all right. Well, follow us on TikTok at aged Mediocre to watch the adventures of Torque and Zeb. Uh, tell a friend, be a friend. Yeah. Do all those things.
1: Uh,
0: when you got a comedy show coming up?
1: I do. I'm. Uh, there's gonna be an open mic in Jackson. Me and Nikki are going to that uh, February 2nd, and then February 11th. I'm back. We're back at Lower City at the okay. Airport Tavern. I'm going to have Jacob Hall there, Angie Davis, Nikki Ryan, and me. And i uh, got some stuff coming up in April already. So I, it's already right. you know, going to awesome. be a good year for comedy, I think. Uh, we'll start posting. Which which can't go bad, me having hopes and expectations. <laughs> and not go
0: back. And
1: only- it, yeah. Okay. It
0: can't go bad having hopes and
1: expectations. Okay.
0: <laughs> we'll start posting those. Uh, we'll make sure we start posting those flyers and shows and stuff on our Facebook uh, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Yeah, just uh, follow us. Look out for the new episode, first episode of the Cosmic Whiskey, Whiskey Hour. Yeah. And stay tuned, coming soon, uh, Ronnie Crowdad. Ronnie Crowdad On Rooster Crow Radio. Yep. Spotify exclusives coming your way. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we will talk to you later.
1: Bye-bye.